my name is Ryan Stacey and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, you can visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today I'm joined by Frank Longo, goaltending development coach with Stansted College. Frank brings up a lot of great points in coaching and shares his unique story, which touches on both his late start as a player and early start as a coach. For those looking to develop in the area of coaching and understanding goalies overall, this one is definitely for you. With that, I'm happy to present Frank Longo, goaltending development coach with Stansted College. Just like in hockey, in basketball it's playoff time. And every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes, and DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. You just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Frank Longo, goalie development coach with Stansted College. Frank, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks again, Ryan, for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm excited for this one, so we'll get at it. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great conversation, and uh, people know that you're going to be on the Hockey Minds Conference as well, so kind of double-dipping here, but um, I, I think you have some great experiences and things that we can uh, share with listeners, so excited to uh, to have you on and get started. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, like I said, so um, no, let's jump right into the first question here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's start off with the general first question that we asked everybody. Give some people some background on you, including your upbringing, playing sports uh, from your playing career, things like that. Uh, and just, again, give people a general oversense of who you are. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, this is a typical Canadian kid uh, from Whippy, Ontario. That's where I grew up. Um, it's actually where I ended up playing my minor hockey and, you know, junior hockey as well. Um, and like I said, just like any Canadian kid, uh, you know, I slept breeds, ate hockey. Um, so, you know, 24-7 was always uh, watching or studying the game or even playing it. So, you know, road hockey was a big part of my life. You know, I had a group of friends um, that I lived with that, you know, I played every single day with. And, um, you know, that's what I did growing up. And, you know, it's even funny, too. Um, while we are playing road hockey, I think I was like 12 years old. We were – I was already coaching them in, in uh, you know, the goaltending realm. So, um, you know, they were all players. They all played uh, in Whippy minor hockey as well, a couple of years younger than me. And um, and we, uh, yeah, so I was already coaching at a young age. I think I was like, like I said, 12. So it's kind of funny and ironic um, that this is what I do now as a career. But um, but yeah, just a little more about, you know, my playing career. Um, like I said, I played Whippy minor hockey. Um, you know, I was, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start playing hockey until the age of nine years old. I came from a single parent house. Um, but I always wanted to be a goalie. So, you know, my mom did everything she can to, uh, you know, to help me chase a dream and do what I love. And, you know, I appreciate that more than I, than she knows. And, you know, I let her know all the time, especially now, this is what I do. So I, yeah, I tell her all the time and, um, and yeah, but I started playing goalie from the start and, you know, uh, and then, you know, I jumped the ranks pretty quickly. So I couldn't even, I didn't even know how to skate actually at the age of nine. Um, you know, and I kept at it, you know, did everything I can to learn. So that's, you know, YouTube videos, you know, watching hockey, you know, practicing as much as I can. That's on the pond, getting as much ice time as I can. Whenever a team asked, you know, can they have a goaltender out? And I was right there, you know, the next ice time after, um, you know, I jumped on every single time. And 
Um, you know, I jumped the ranks pretty quickly in Whippy Minor Hockey, went house league to AAA in, in a matter of two seasons, um, which isn't even allowed anymore now with any player, not even just goalies. So, um, you know, it's something that won't happen again, especially in Whippy Minor Hockey. But, um, you know, it was a great experience. And, you know, I was fortunate um, enough to play with uh, um, David Branch as my coach in, uh, in Whippy. So, you know, some pretty cool experiences. You know, the International Silver Stick is hosted in Whippy in, in, you know, in your draft year. And then obviously we got to go to the OHL Cup, um, which was a great experience as well. And, you know, be a part of all those big tournaments um, in the GTA, which people like to say is the hockey hotbed of the world, right? So, um, you know, all great experiences um, in, in Whippy and, you know, spent some time with the Whippy Fury after, uh, you know, my minor hockey career. And, um, you know, got to go to some OHL free agent camps as, or go to OHL camps as a free agent. So, you know, it was a, you know, it was a great time. And, uh, you know, at the age of 14 is actually when I started coaching. It was in Whippy minor hockey and we'll get into that later. But, um, you know, I, I had some great mentors, some great goalie coaches um, along the way to help me, uh, you know, be the goalie that I was. And, um, and you know, coaching at 14 years old, it's, uh, you know, I started about a decade ago now, right? So, yeah, it was a great experience, and you know, that's kind of a little bit of a background. And I also play lacrosse at a high level, um, and that's actually what I ended up doing in university. I was a, a dual varsity athlete, um, and I graduated from Nipsey University uh, for criminal justice. So a um, little, little quick uh, spark notes on myself, I guess you can say, or cold notes. Yeah, no, it, it's always interesting to hear the guest's background and uh, whether they played hockey or, or kind of what that process was, and then obviously schooling and all these things like that. Um, but it's interesting just to hear the how quickly you kind of got into the game. Like you said, at age nine, you didn't even know how to skate, and uh, and now you find yourself working as a goalie development coach. So it's it's kind of uh, surreal how things can move very quickly. But uh, let's get more into some of the experiences and kind of how that process all played out. Uh, you mentioned the Whippy and just working as an evaluator. Just uh, maybe give some more insight to that uh, role that you had early on and the early exposure to the evaluation process. Yeah, so um, I you know, like I said, I had some great mentors growing up and some great coaches, and you know, they obviously had younger sons and um, were a part of representative hockey and Whippy, and you know, they were looking for someone to help out on the goaltending side of things, and they reached out. Um, I, I was still playing. I, like I said, I was 14, 15, 16 when I was coaching teams already in Whippy, but just as a goaltending coach, and um, you know, I got to have those cool experiences and. You know, uh, you know, I did a great job in, in regards, you know, being organized and, you know, actually caring and, and being as many and being as many practices as possible, you know, with my own schedule of playing. Um, so, you know, a lot of a lot of long hours at the rink, you know, you have your own practice or, you know, or a team workout and then, you know, you're on the ice coaching right after right before. So, um, you know, I lived at the rink, I'm one of those rink rats, I guess you can say, and and whippy. So, um, yeah, no, it was a great experience. And yeah, after a couple of years um, of coaching. Um, you know, I got a call about being, you know, an evaluator for Whippy Minor Hockey during their trial process. And, you know, it was, it was a great experience for me. It really made me realize that this is, you know, something I really wanted to pursue after my coach or after my playing career is done, sorry. Um, and yeah, so, you know, evaluating different levels, you know, having different coaching personalities um, and dealing with them and, you know, what their wants and needs are with each individual team, um, you know, different situations to evaluate too. That was, you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me. Um, is, you know, evaluating practices or, you know, a trial situation and then also, you know, manning a bench um, during a game for a tryout and then also the interviews after the fact. So kind of seeing the other side at 18 years old, 17, 18 years old and still playing is, um, um, you know, was pretty uh, surreal and, you know, really opened my eyes and um, it gave me that experience at a young age. So, um, yeah, and it led to uh, a coaching gig after the fact with uh, Whippy Minor Hockey. So at 18 years old, I was actually an assistant coach with the U15 AAA team. And I was on the bench with them every single game, every single practice, and, you know, got some pretty cool roles with them as, you know, the manager, the goaltending coach, assistant coach as well. And um, even had my trainer certificate too. So, you know, I was, I was uh, kind of manning that bench at 18 years old and it was a, a great experience and um, led me into where I am today. That was the start of all of it at, the, at a, you know, a high, high level. Yeah, I think the start is is really a key part of the process just because it's where you kind of make that decision. Is this going to be something that's for me or or do I need to go in a different direction? And uh, I've heard a lot of different people being in that situation. Like you said, an assistant coach, manager, trainer certificate, goaltending coach. You're just a multi-purpose tool and 
trying to find your your place and that you know at 18 that's a a really early time to kind of start in that capacity especially at the to u15 triple a level so uh you could continue that coaching and also work uh, with some private companies and the first one i want to talk about is carson burr goaltending again just break down your experience there and uh just some takeaways from uh from that role yeah and um you know that's that's where it honestly started for me was with carson burr goaltending i was uh like I said, 14 years old was my first ever time coaching. Um, it was actually with him. So a little background on that situation is, you know, when I was, at, I believe, 11 or 12 years old um, and, you know, Carson Bird was 18, he just started his own goalie school. And he's he's from Whippy, he played in Whippy. Um, and like I said, he started his own business. Um, and I went to his first ever camp when I was, like I said, 11 or 12. And, um, you know, after going to him for a few years, um, once I hit 14 years old, you know, he was obviously looking for, you know, some goalies who were still playing and who were who a product of what he was teaching. Um, and I helped volunteer and, and coach with him. So that's where I started. And, um, you know, over time we built that relationship on the coaching side of things on top of, you know, what he was doing for me as my coach. And uh, I became his head instructor at the age of 17, I believe. And uh, I was with him for nine years um, coaching. So, um, you know, I can't say enough amazing things and that he that he did for me over all those years, especially as a, you know, as a coach and as a mentor on the coaching side of things. And, um, you know, he gave me a lot of responsibility at a young age to help grow his business and, you know, and to learn. And, um, you know, we, we spent some great times together, too. We, I went to the OHL Coaches Conference with him in 2018. And, um, you know, that was a great experience and, you know, a great networking event like you would know. Um, so, yeah, I can't say enough amazing things about what he did for me in my hockey career. and. You know, um, once the pandemic started, I moved up north, North uh, North Bay, and um, obviously his business was in Whippy, so we had to part ways. But, um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great experience working with him, and I learned a lot. And you know, that's where I developed a lot of my uh, you know my skill set as a coach was you know working for Carson Burr Goaltending. So um, yeah, that was uh, that's the gist of it, I guess. Yeah, no, great, a great uh, breakdown of that opportunity and. Again, you know, you never really know where the learning is going to come from. You know, you just went to participate as a player and end up kind of making it a role for you later in your career and uh, taking a lot of different ideas and, and then moving into new positions and kind of taking what you learned. And uh, quickly, maybe then we'll go into uh, your experience with 360 goaltending and just the various tasks they do for that brand uh, now with more experience. Yeah. So, you know, they both go hand in hand. You know, they're both goalie, goalie schools or goalie companies, if you will. So um, like I said, back with Carson, you know, having that responsibility at a young age, you know, helping run camps and you know, running the office and, um, you know, private sessions. So basically touching all the realms of being a goalie coach at, um, for a goalie company. Um, you know, I brought that into uh, 360. So 360 goaltending runs out of Ontario and BC, um, you know, most, mostly in Northern Ontario and, and parts of Sarnia too. Um, and, you know, I, how I made that connection was again, just networking. Right. So, um, individuals that I knew in North Bay, which is where I went to school. Um, you know, I got in contact with you know, the, the owner there through, um, Dan Spence, and I can't say enough amazing things about him. He's, you know, so knowledgeable and his expertise is phenomenal. He's, he's a former professional goaltender and he's a great coach and even better guy. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And like, you know, in the hockey world, you know, as much as you can be a great coach or a great player, you also have to be a better person. Just like, you know, majority of them are in this hockey world. Right. So um, he's one of them, definitely top of my list. And um, I've been very fortunate enough to uh, kind of be his sidekick and, and learn a lot with him over the last uh, one year. So, um, but yeah, it's the same type of, uh, same type of stuff that I did with Carson Bird, um, goaltending, just private sessions, camps, you know, helping run camps in different areas. I'm actually going out to BC in August to, help run a camp uh, for 360 goaltending. So um, obviously COVID um, permitting. So we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, no, it was, it's been a great experience with him so far. And, you know, also, you know, being uh, kind of creative during this pandemic, because we've um, a lot of the arenas were closed, especially in the BC area and, and especially Ontario. Um, so, you know, he ran this mentorship IQ program, um, just to kind of, you know, watch video and break it down just to keep the goalies sharp and something to look forward to, um, you know, and I was able to, uh, you know, do a couple of presentations there and, and run a couple of sessions. Um, so, you know, that it was all positive stuff and, you know, I'm excited to get back at it with them this summer. So, um, yeah, no, I can't say enough amazing things about, you know, the company and as a whole and also Dan Spence. So. 
Yeah, it sounds like another outstanding opportunity for you, and I'm sure you're itching to get back on the ice. I know I've been fortunate here in Newfoundland. I was actually on the ice this morning for three hours just doing some um, small group sessions, and, you know, there's, there's no better place to be, but as a goaltending coach, you know, you want to get on the ice, and you can do your video and things like that, which is, is great that you're also implementing that or presentations where possible. It's just, uh, I'm sure at the end of the day, you just want to get back on the ice and, and really put some goalies through the reps. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I, I've been very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, here at Stanside College, we, we have our own rink on campus. So, you know, we've been on the ice every single day up until the couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, it hasn't been too long. It's, it's been nice to have a little bit of a break here. But, you know, like, you know, there's not really much of an off season as a coach, right? You just jump right back into it. So, you know, I, I am excited. I'm itching to get back on the ice and, you know, working with the goalies through uh, 360 goaltending, who I haven't really seen since uh, the Christmas break. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting times and hopefully the rinks can get open, uh, pretty soon, especially in Ontario, cause that's where I'm going to be heading, um, in the next week. So, um, yeah, exciting times for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously you talk about Stan said there and we'll transition into that opportunity today. You work as their goalie development coach, um, with Stan said, maybe walk us through the whole process uh, with that program, uh, from start to, to where you are now and just give us a rundown of, of your roles and, and the tasks associated with your position. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, that's, you know, this is a different story too. Like, you know, I was a, I was a new graduate from university and, you know, I always knew I wanted to pursue coaching as, you know, my full-time job, but, you know, just like uh, a lot of coaches had to do, you know, you had to find that, that job for security and, and stability in, in your own personal life, but also while trying to chase the dream at the same time. And, um, you know, I was looking and I realized I didn't want to do policing. Um, at the end of my uh, graduation, that's what my degree is in is criminal justice. And I was looking to become a police officer and, you know, this wasn't for me. And so I was looking, uh, you know, on LinkedIn and all those all over indeed at the beginning of the pandemic. And I came across a, a position here at Stansted for uh, assistant coach for the girls varsity team. And, you know, I was very excited when I looked up the school and the opportunity here and I applied and went through the whole interview process. It was, you know, weeks and weeks on end. And, you know, I was in the final three and uh, unfortunately I didn't actually even get the position. So, um, you know, uh, another young uh, female here who's the assistant coach now and actually just got named the head coach for the, the new uh, junior varsity team that will be coming in in the fall, uh, Courtney Dugas, and she's amazing. Uh, she got the position. So, when that happened, you know, I reached out and said, listen, you know, I, I know I didn't get the position, but I really want to be here. I think this would be a great spot for me to, uh, you know, grow as a coach. And, you know, I'm willing, um, you know, to come here on an internship basis and to prove myself and to prove what I can what I can bring. And, um, you know, that's exactly what I did. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of conversation with their director, they agreed that they want to do their first internship. They've, and they've never had um, out of all the years the school's been open um, an internship in the hockey on the hockey side of things. So. You know, I got that opportunity to be a you know full time goalie coach and kind of dip my toes in in the prep school life and um, you know this year we had four different programs so there's the boys and girls varsity programs and then uh, the boys junior varsity program and then we have a bantam program which is you know kind of more of it's a competitive team but it's more of a startup you know for players from all around the world who uh, you know obviously have played hockey before but are you know trying to make that junior varsity team and then make the varsity team so it's kind of all like it's almost like a little mini um, organization within a school, right? So, um, you know, we take hockey seriously here and, you know, we've, we've recruited from all over the world. So, you know, it's, it's pretty special to be here in that, in that realm anyway. So, but yeah, so we, now we're actually adding, like I mentioned, um, a girls junior varsity team um, in the fall. So we'll have five programs. And um, this past year, I was lucky to work with uh, eight different goalies to start. We had one goalie on, on the, uh, on the Bantam team, go back home because all the COVID stuff. So, um, you know, I was left with seven for the whole year and, you know, it was a great experience. I built amazing relationships with all seven goaltenders and, um, you know, every single goaltender that can come back is coming back next year. And then we have the two boys, varsity goalies moving on, um, one to the AJHL and, and the other one uh, playing junior somewhere in the States. And um, we'll see where he ends up, but he's definitely, will he'll land a spot for sure. He's a very talented goalie. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit gist of that. Um, you know, my daily duties here on the start, you know, I was a supply teacher, um, but at the same time on the hockey side, it was, you know, pre-scouts, you know, video breakdown, practice planning. Um, and then especially during this year, 
um, a lot of recruiting and scouting and it looked different than, you know, a general year or, or most years. Um, but it was all through video, but um, to be a part of the admissions process. So, you know, doing the interviews and, you know, seeing all the different goalies who have reached out to us and know who we would like to have, um, and, you know, kind of having that freelance to be able to pick and choose who you want to have, uh, you know, be your goaltender next year was, you know, it was a great experience for me. And, um, and I enjoyed the whole process of it, um, you know, from all the interviews to all the meetings with the admissions team and, you know, the hockey staff and, um, and, you know, making scouting reports and, um, and doing all that jazz, right. It, it was great. And, um, you know, we, we solidified our three goaltenders for the varsity team next year and every single spot's filled up now. So, um, and by doing so, uh, you know, you, you proved yourself, uh, through that whole process. And now I've landed a position full-time in the admissions office uh, for this upcoming year while being the goalie coach across the program. And we will have 12 goalies in total for the 2021, 2022 season. So, um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's exciting, you know, to grow the program in that way, especially on the goaltending side and, um, and to, uh, you know, make that noise um, for goalie development. Cause, because it wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily, you know, a, a big uh, selling point for the program originally. And I know that's one thing I really wanted to, you know, that was my vision when I came in was, you know, let's make this a, a spot where goalies want to come to because, you know, goal development matters and it's very important. And, and, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it. And now here we are. It just sounds like, you know, you, you really got in there at the right time and uh, not a lot of people are willing to go into programs as interns. Uh, you know, it can be a grind, especially when you're, uh, forced into almost like a full-time role in that internship title it, it can be uh, kind of daunting and, and tough to make work financially or for time commitments whatever the case may be but um with Stan said it seems like you you got a good position and uh you know 12 goalies now that you're able to work with uh, for this upcoming season that's uh you know you'll have your hands full for sure and there'll be a lot of uh, technical work and, and mentorship and things like that but again that's that's kind of the reason you get into this this area and and we'll go into some more questions about um, made the position specifically. But one other thing I want to talk about quickly is, um, you know, I have the Hockey Minds podcast here, but you also have your own podcast. So uh, just give that a little plug here and maybe talk about um, your your process and give listeners a glimpse into what can, they can expect if they were to listen in. Yeah, so the podcast that, um, you know, that I'm a part of is called the LCL Collective. So Let's Change Lives Collective. Um, you know, it runs on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, podcast, all those things. So, um, and yeah, it's been going on for about over a year now. Um, and uh, yeah, basically what we're just talking about is, um, you know, how to change other people's lives through, you know, building those relationships and um, and just find out people's stories. That's the biggest thing is um, we talk to so many different individuals from so many different areas of life. So, you know, entrepreneurs, athletes, teachers, you name it, you know, we've talked about it. Um, multiple times and having those conversations so um you know just kind of deep uh we just kind of um, dive into their lives um and you know hear their stories and hear uh, their backgrounds and you know how they became to be them and uh and it's you know it's a great conversation um you know i've thoroughly enjoyed it and um that's kind of this the the, the biggest thing about the uh, podcast is podcast story is just uh is you know find out their life story and what made them successful so people can take bits and pieces from their stories and um, and make it their own. If you, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur, or if you want to be an athlete similar to this person's story, if that's, you know, playing as a, a being a varsity athlete in university or being a professional athlete and whatever it may be, um, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, the basis of our, of our podcast. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And we'll definitely do our best to share it. Um, I, I, I think listeners will, will definitely tune in as well. But uh, I, I think, it, again, it just kind of almost mirrors the, the Hockey Minds podcast and sharing people's stories and advice and all these different things. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that's the reason that we do these types of podcasts to, to help people out and, and help listeners out. So uh, moving now into the some more technical questions, and um, I'll be up front, and goaltending is not an area of my strong suit. Uh, it never has been. I, I've been pretty good at evaluating goalies. I find um, in Sarnia, we didn't have to look too hard. Uh, ben Goudreau was a was a pretty easy evaluation. Uh, I think it took me one one game to watch him and to know that he was the real deal. But one of the things I want to ta- start off with is uh, working with players at different ages. For example, you know, worked with major junior players and 
now you work with prep players who are kind of at a different stage of their life maybe and their goals are a little bit different so just talk about the difference in working with them and uh does it change kind of your approach in, in any of the any of stage of your process no not not necessarily maybe obviously like you know the uh, difficulty of the drills or um you know what we're trying to accomplish on the ice but in regards to the coaching aspect it's you know it's all the same it's you know building those relationships with your athletes that's the first and foremost uh thing that you want as a coach is you know you, you want to be that mentor you want to be that caddy if you will or that gatekeeper where you know you help guide them through their career and helping them get to that next level and you know one of the first questions i always ask any athlete that i'm working with for the first time um, is, you know, what is, what is your goals? You know, what are you trying to accomplish as an athlete, you know, as a person? And, you know, sometimes it might not even be hockey related. Um, you know, if they want to, you know, go to university and become a business owner, like I said, but, you know, hockey is, you know, their favorite sport, then, you know, it's good to know that stuff or, you know, like majority of the athletes you work with is, you know, they have goals to, you know, make the National Hockey League or, you know, be a part of the women's national team on Hockey Canada or be a part of the PWHL one day. Like, it's nice to hear these different type of goals first. So as a coach, I know how to help them achieve it and look up different paths. Like I, I do my own research as if it's me trying to make that same type of goal. So, um, you know, that's the first thing is, you know, building that relationship with them, especially when you know you're going to be with them all season or you're going to see them multiple times throughout a year. Um, and it's just memorizing those things and mem- remembering, um, you know, what they're after and, you know, what makes them tick. So, you know, that's a big thing. And, you know, you want to, you want to have an autonomy supportive coaching, right? You, you want to, it's more about like nudging and communication, um, you know, where between the athlete and the coach and, you know, it's a lot more dialogue um, rather than like, you know, yelling and having the goalie do exactly what the coach says, you know, it's, it's that, it's that relationship where you can have that dialogue and, and discuss certain situations and, um, you know, discuss what feels comfortable for them. And it's not being a cookie cutter, you know, that's like, that's my biggest philosophy. Um, you know, I can get into all the, my philosophies as a goalie coach, but it's not being a cookie cutter. It's, you know, adapting to their style and um, enhance their strengths and, and, you know, uh, improve their weaknesses, you know, adding tools to their toolbox and in certain situations that, you know, maybe aren't as successful for them in that particular situation. And um, yeah, you know, will make their style more successful um, when uh, a situation is presented in front of them. So, um, you know, figuring out the, uh, the puzzle piece, piece by piece. Yeah, no, great point. And uh, I also like, obviously, the fact that you talk about not being cookie cutter, making sure that you're kind of adapting to the athlete. And uh, Michael Lawrence and, and me ta- joked about it on his episode saying that, you know, goalies are a different breed sometimes or get that stigma around them. So uh, you definitely want to get to know the athlete and, and become more comfortable just because, like you said, everybody has different goals and, and that sometimes will just change the way you, you look at things at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And like, like I said, here at Stansa, we have, you know, different levels, obviously, you know, the varsity level and the junior varsity and, you know, the Bantam team, um, you know, how you go about working with each of them, again, is find out what their goals are. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the kids at, you know, the Bantam level or even the junior varsity level, like it's very similar for them as, you know, I want to play varsity or I want to play in the junior varsity. So it's always about trying to make the next step up. And with your varsity athletes, you know, a lot of them are major junior um, drafted. Um, so, you know, is trying to figure out, okay, um, where do you want to play? Do you want to go major junior? Do you, do you want to go tier two junior A so you can go uh, to the college route? You know, how can I help you in whatever, whatever way to get, to get you to achieve your goal, right? So, you know, and that's, that even includes, you know, off the ice, you know, if, you know, they have to get faster, stronger. Okay, let's make a development plan with our strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, to get you to be faster, to be, have more agility, to, um, be stronger with your legs, whatever it may be, like just um, you know, help them achieve their goals um, in any way possible, even with, you know, SAT studying, you know, getting them the right resources, getting them the right help to be ready to, you know, write the SAT. So, um, you know, there's different factors. Like, for example, when you work with your major junior athletes, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty similar and standard across the board. You know, uh, next step for them is getting drafted in the National Hockey League. So, you know, you have that dialogue with them. It's okay, let's how are we going to get that done? And, you know, how are we going to make you stand out in your major junior year? And um, again, it's just, you know, helping them understand the game at a different level. It's the way they think the game, you know, when you get to the major junior level, they, you know, they pretty much have the skill set. Um, you know, you can always work on skills and you can always work on edge work and all those things. Just all those things should always be worked on you know, those consistent pro habits. But, um, you know, once they get to that level, 
Um, you know, it's thinking the game at a higher level. So, you know, situational awareness, um, you know, your hockey IQ and you know that all those things can be built. You know, I know there used to be a stigma around saying that hockey IQ can't be built. It's, you know, you have it, or you don't. And, you know, I don't, I personally don't believe that. I think that, you know, you can build hockey IQ and that's from watching hockey, um, understanding the patterns that are going on um, in the defensive zone as a goaltender. And, and it's all work ethic and attention to detail, right? It's, it's just, you know, it's, you know, putting the time to learn through video and, and dialogue with your coach and then um, and then putting the work in while we have the time on the ice and off the ice. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's the difference between, you know, the a prep school athlete or, you know, a major junior athlete. It's, it goes pretty much hand in hand, but there's just different routes and, you know, how I can help them achieve their, their dreams and, and their goals. Yeah. And coaches that really understand that can be successful. And one of the things you talked about just then was uh, kind of watching video and learning and, and all these different things. And especially for guys that are maybe looking to get drafted to the NHL, uh, it might be good to understand ultimately what makes goalie successful in that realm. So uh, in the process of learning goaltending and, and you've done it for a number of years here, how often are you personally watching higher levels like NHL clips or, or games at night just to discover new trends or uh you know attending personal development just to stay ahead of the curve and, and teach the next generation of goalies i think that's the most crucial part about being a, a bit about being a coach in general it doesn't have to be even just a goaltending coaches you know the game's always evolving um and you know if you even take you know your foot off the gas for you know a couple of months you know you miss out on so much information so um no for me i watch hockey every single night you know how can't you with the, especially right now with the playoffs and how exciting it's been right it's um, you know, watching, you know, the best and the best of the world, you know, the top 64 goalies right now, um, you know, you, you want to be able to watch that and, and see how they move and see how they react and, you know, see the news, see how they, um, you know, the, their safe selections in certain situations. And, you know, if it, if you believe that's the proper way or not, and, and all those dialogues with the, talking to other coaches too, right. Is you want to be able to, you know, make those connections, but also learn from each other. Cause there's always something you can learn from, you know, individuals you talk to and, that's the great thing about the hockey world is everyone's so willing to help. And, um, you know, and no, there's no secrets, put it that way. You know, everyone's out there that, you know, something that they see, they, they're not afraid to talk about it with you and vice versa. So very important, but in regards to learning more, like, um, you know, Bill Ranford, for example, with LA Kings, you know, he said that the moment you stop learning, that's, you know, that's the moment you're toast, you know, you're done as a, as a, um, as a coach, right. You have to forever be lo- learning. And that's it. I'm coming from a guy who played in NHL, won Stanley cups, um, and has now been in in the league as a coach with LA for multiple, multiple years. Right. So um, if that's how you're going to get the results. And like I said, the game, especially goaltending has changed the most. Um, I would say out of any other position over the last decade, for example. So um, you want to always be learning and, you know, we're lucky, especially during this pandemic with the NHLCA, right. They had that mentorship program where you can know you can watch all these seminars and, and learn from, you know, NHL coaches. So, um, you know, I definitely u- utilize that as a tool and there's just so many resources out there, you know, like, um, that's the best part with the internet, right. On, on YouTube. And, um, I use in goal magazine, uh, pretty frequently. Um, you know, it's a great tool to watch, uh, you know, different drills and different articles and, um, and watch, uh, and watch those type of highlights. So, um, and those, uh, and those in breaking down film, they have these like pro pro reads, um, the section called pro reads and they, and they talk about different situations and, you know, what was going through the uh, goalies had in that moment. So, you know, that's how you keep learning and, you know, and, and then obviously coaching, you know, talking to your athletes and talking to the younger generation and, you know, what they see and, you know, how they can get better um, while they're on the ice. So. Yeah. I, I think that again, the evolution of learning and making sure you're staying ahead of the curve, I think for goaltending is definitely um key you know you look at goalies now and look at goalies 10 years ago it's a there's been a vast change and you can look even further back and see the development and i think the game uh overall uh you know you you get a player like Connor mcdavid who comes in and all of a sudden the game's changed to a speed game because you just have to try to uh, adjust your style and things like that so um definitely helps to to do that video review and personally i've done it in my positions whether it's scouting or coaching and uh it's great to hear that obviously um you know that ever that constant learning and and then development and things like that through conferences or um or just seminars things like that also play a factor in in your development yeah yeah even like you said conferences too it's obviously been tough uh with uh covid this year to be able to attend to any but like i said earlier in this podcast you know i went to the ohl coaches conference a couple years ago and you know that was a great learning tool and a great networking event you know i 
I got to meet some of my mentors there um, during that one day that we were there. Right. So, and I'm still in contact with them to this day, just based on the relationship you built over that, uh, those 24 hours that you're at the conference. So, um, you know, those are, those are massive for, you know, advancing your own hockey career and, you know, your own journey, but um, also for learning. So you have a bunch of uh, hockey minds in one room, especially goaltending minds in that matter. And, um, you know, you can, you know, you break down a lot of film and break down a lot of situations that um, are happening uh, frequently in, in the NHL or a major junior and, you know, and you discuss that amongst everyone. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience and that's how you keep learning. And you have to love to, you have to love learning too, right? You have to love the game in that aspect where, you know, you're just hungry to learn more. And that's one thing for me is that I always want to, I want to know the next thing. I want to know the next best, best thing for goaltending and, um, you know, different um, personalities and different scenarios and um, different tactics. I want to, I want to know all those things. So, you know, I can maybe even create my own and, and then share that um, to other goalie coaches. It's all about sharing. And, um, and like I said, there's no secrets in this game. You know, you, you can try to hide a secret and then, you know, some coach across the world knows the same thing anyways. Right. So um, it's just a matter of, uh, of continuously learning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that at the end of the day, like we said, is, is the key and, um, continual learning. Uh, I know in, in scouting, like I said, my, my whole career, it's, it's been a, it's in a process of just getting repetition and getting better at it. But it seems at every level, somewhere along the way, there's a goalie specific scout, just for whatever reason, the goaltending position is a tough read for a lot of people. So, um, like I, I said earlier, we had a pretty good time with our goalie in Sarnia, but for people who are maybe struggling in that area, um, as a goaltending coach, do you have any advice maybe to to kind of get started in the right direction and get better in that area? Yeah, I know there's you know there's multiple factors involved. Goaltending is tough to scout. Um, you know, like a lot of them say, you know, they're they're late bloomers. You know, they take time to develop. Um, you know, and you know the one thing that you know you're starting to see more and more of is you know discriminating against size. You know, like for the NHL, for example, they you know they rarely draft a goalie under six foot but you're starting to see that a little more and more you know with you know the michael dipietros and and the saros um saros and in, in nashville too and even uh um you know um, in major junior you see a lot of goalies who are smaller right so like i think colton ellis um with the islanders right there i don't know how tall he is but he's pretty short too i believe um so there's different goalies who are shorter right so um it's just the skill sets they have um, and that's the biggest thing. I can go through like a list of, you know, desirable attributes that a goalie has and, you know, to help you make a better decision. But there's so much that goes into scouting. That's the same with players. Right. And for me, as when I was doing my recruiting process, you know, in the goaltenders that we selected here, um, you know, when you go through the scouting report and you go through these meetings, you know, when we sat down as a group, it's OK, what are we looking for and what do we want to bring into our program? And that's where I came in. Right. And, you know, kind of make, made a list of, okay, this is what we're looking for. This is what, you know, I, I deem as desirable as a coach and you know that I think will help our, our program. And it's not even all this stuff on the ice. And that's where you have to kind of think outside the box and make sure you give yourself the best possibility uh, percentage wise to have, you know, a stud come in. So, you know, it's, for me, it's, you know, work ethic, you know, if they compete their ambition, and these are all things you learn also through the interview process, you know, having interviews with these athletes too, um, which they do at the major junior and professional level and, and even at the prep school level. So um, that dialogue you have with them. So yeah, like the work ethic compete, their ambition, you know, their leadership, you know, how they communicate with their teammates on the ice, um, you know, their hockey IQ. So find those threats, you know, the safe selection, you know, how they see the game, like again, situational awareness, um, their, their skating obviously is very important. You know, the edge work, you know, the post play, their balance, et cetera. Like those, that, those things are massive too, as a goaltender, um, positioning, you know, depth control in the rush plays, you know, in zone, um, the recovery, you know, their angles, um, go, you can go down the list on, you know, their positioning. Cause that's very important as well. Their technical package, um, their hands and their feet. So, you know, tracking weight transfer, their stance, you know, the athleticism, their, their size does matter in a sense, you know, you don't want somebody, um, you know, who's doesn't cover any net at all, but if they have someone that stands out, like their exceptional tracking or they, their lateral, their lateral quickness is phenomenal. Like, you know, that catches your eyes as a goalie coach and as a scout. So, um, you know, that's, that's important too. You know, if they have that one skill set that is, it's very hard not to notice. So, um, athleticism is big for me too. You know, a goaltender who, you know, can make that big save, um, out of nowhere you can make that save that seems impossible but also make the saves that they're supposed to make at the same time and you know sometimes you have to be athletic to make those 
you know, uh, those saves that make people want to become a goaltender or makes the game so exciting. Um, so athleticism too, and then rebound control, you know, that's, I like that's another massive one too. rebound control for, um, for many reasons. And, and then puck handling. And that's something you're starting to see more and more of is as a scout, um, you know, you want to see a goaltender who can play the puck. Um, and, uh, it's something that hasn't been really worked on. I remember when I was even playing, um, you know, puck handling wasn't a main focus, um, you know, with my goalie coaches and, and, uh, and now, you know, when you go to these conferences and you, and you talk to other coaches at the professional level, it, puck handling is something that needs to be developed. And it's something that's just start at a young age, you know, being able to feel comfortable playing the puck, stopping a rim, um, you know, making a pass. If that's, you know, five to 15 feet away, you know, making a pass on the tape, um, all those little things are very important. But um, also you in the interview process, you know, having a positive attitude and their mental toughness, you know, how do they bounce back from letting a bad goal or having a bad game, um, you know, the, the re resiliency of that athlete is very important for me too. So those are just some desirable attributes that, you know, that I look for and what we look for here at Stanford College and the goaltending side of things. But I think those go hand in hand, um, you know, with some of those anyways with players, you know, like the situational awareness and, you know, the positive attitude and the work ethic, et cetera. So um, that's some way you can help, um, you know, your organization pick and select goaltenders. but you know, it's still a gamble, right? You're, you're, you're picking goalies at a young age, especially the NHL, even at 18 years old, they're still young and they're still raw. So, you know, it's, it's tough to really dictate if they're going to be, uh, um, you know, truly successful at the next level, but um, those things give you a higher probability and a higher percentage of, of, uh, of making it happen. Yeah, great points. And, and I think scouting, like you said, is always, is always tough and you, you're picking kids at 18 for them to, be your goalie until they're 30, 35, you know, there's, there's so many factors that can come into play, but uh, great information for coaches. And a lot of those things that you talked about there, you were kind of listing out some different attributes and some of them can get pretty technical. Um, maybe looking at now working with younger players as you know, you work with some camps, you've likely seen the, the, the much younger side. Uh, how often do you find you have to scale back some of the information or can you be fairly technical with, with some of these kids at a young age? Yeah, that's that's like a goalie to goalie basis, right? It's um, the relationship you build with them. So you know, the more comfortable they are with you, you know, that's when you can kind of start talking a little more on a technical on a technical terms. Um, and you know, it depends on their age and what level they're playing at, and you know what their goals are, how serious they are. Because you know, sometimes you have a goalie who's nine years old who, you know, maybe is only there because you know their dad's trying to get them to make the NHL, and they don't even know what they're doing there, right? Like it's. Yeah. It all depends. It depends on who you're working with. If it's a goalie camp or private session, like so many different attributes that um, can dictate like how you uh, approach it. But um, it's really just dialogue. So for me, like if they're young, you want them, you want it to make sense to them. So um, you know, using certain terms or um, you know having that conversation where you know to them it makes sense. Um, and it's just it's just kind of you know a one percent every single session. You know, work on one thing that, you know, they, they struggle with and you start to notice, that, you know, the, the skills that they're, they're lacking um, when you're training with them more than once, you know, it's, if you have a second private session with them or, you know, the second day of a camp and you, you notice some things from the first day, because that's what I want to you know focus on as a coach. So for example, if it's something as simple as you no know, proper habits with a T push or, you know, proper habits with tracking or rebound control um, is, you know, making it make sense for them and why it's so important. Um, and uh, kind of scaling it back in that aspect. So, you know, and there's certain ways to develop skills slowly. So, for example, with, like, you know, butterfly slides and butterfly pushes. So if, if uh, the listeners aren't really familiar with those terms, you know, butterfly slide, you know, is when you're on your feet and you're sliding and getting back up on your feet as a butterfly pushes when you're already in butterfly and, and you're, you're pushing across. So, um, you know, usually start off with a butterfly slide, you know, get them comfortable with using the right part of their blade, you know, transferring that weight, um, you know, keeping their core tight, keeping their hands from, you know, moving all over the place so they can maintain that balance. And then once they get comfortable with that, that's when you can start moving into more of the butterfly pushes um, and, and maintaining that balance uh, in a different way. So you just, it's just scaling it back and having that dialogue with them. So it makes sense to them and why, and, and them knowing why they're doing it. If they don't know why, you know, rebound control is important or why, a T push in a certain situation, you know, the puck's farther away. If it's a long east to west pass, instead of shuffling, you have to T push to get over there quicker and helping them understand what movement, what movements make sense based on the situation. 
um, you know, that, that sticks with them a lot more than just telling them what to do. Right. So it's a lot of communication, especially with the younger goalies. Um, and then, you know, the older they get and you know, the, the quicker they pick it up. And that's again, through conversation, them knowing um, how to respond back to you. Uh, that's when you can get into more of the, uh, the more difficult terms and, and the more difficult situations with drills. So for sure, for sure. Uh, with the, like you said, with, uh, with the younger kids, you definitely want to kind of walk them through the process. And I think players in general are just more uh, focused on dialogue. They want to be part of the process. You, it's not so much a command and then do the yeah. action. It's more, okay, why are we doing this? I want my, you know, players want input, um, into what they're seeing as well. So a lot of great points there. And, Another thing I want to talk about before maybe we look into some more reflective questions about you is uh, the NHL today. Um, it's always interesting to see what all the people's perspectives are on pro players. So uh, for you, who who do you think is the best goaltender from a pure skill standpoint? And then maybe from a, more of a results standpoint, as we know, not all goalies uh, look as pretty when they're making saves. Yeah, that, you know, that's a tough question, to be honest with you. You know, there's so many amazing goalies, obviously, in the best league in the world, right? So it, it's tough. But, you know, from a skill set standpoint, um, you know, for me personally, you know, you can, you can, the typical answer is obviously Carey Price, right? You know, his technical package, his athleticism, you know, the way he tracks pucks, his calmness, like, um, you know, his puck handling ability. Like, it's a typical answer from, you know, a goalie coach or anyone in, in the hockey world. But, um, for me personally, I, I love Marc Andre Fleury from a skill set standpoint. Like he has it all. You know, he has the right, you know, the positive attitude. You know, the, the demeanor. Um, his skating's amazing. His athleticism. You know, he, he everything he does is puck handling. Like he, and he's proven it for many, many years. That's why he's top three now in wins in NHL history. And um, you know, his assist skill set, this the way he tracks pucks, the, his ability to make a big save at the big moment. Um, you know, those are my two. I would say skill set wise. Um, and then results, you know, you have to have, you know, Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebick up there, you know, the two goalies who have been at the top for the last few years, two or three years, um, you know, Vasilevsky obviously just won a cup. So, you, you know, when you talk about results, that's what it comes down to at the National Hockey League level, right, is, is winning a Stanley Cup for your organization. And, you know, he did it at a young age, I think it was 26 last year, um, or even younger, 25, 26. So, um, and I can even put him in the same category for skill set wise, you know, like, big goaltender who's very athletic um skates amazing he can skate at an amazing rate um you know his puck handling is phenomenal um and again making those big saves at the big moments so his tracking all those things so and then Halibut obviously right like Vesson Trophy winner you know he just swept Edmonton Oilers like you know he like he's been like he's been at the top of the league like I said for the last two to three years he came in the league pretty fast I'm pretty sure he was only in the American Hockey League for a year and a half before he became a starter with Winnipeg like you know, he's gotten the results. You know, he was dominant in, in Division One um, uh, and Stubble A. So, you know, if you want to talk about goaltenders in that in that way, but there's a lot of goalies who have such amazing skill sets. Like, you know, I, I mentioned Soros earlier before, a smaller goaltender, but, you know, an amazing skill set, you know, for a smaller guy. But, but yeah, those are kind of, you know, a um, couple of names to throw around out there. But, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, Vasilevsky, Hellebick, and then skill set-wise, Price and, uh, and Fleury for me. Yeah, pretty pretty elite goalies there, and like you said, at the NHL level, I, I think that you, you can kind of draw a name out of a hat, and and they all have their their perks. And uh, Hellebuck was here in St. John's, like you said, for a year and a half, and I thoroughly enjoyed having him uh, with the hometown team. It was uh, you didn't really have to worry about too much on the back end. He was the you know with a, with a strong group in front at that time, but uh, no great great goaltenders, and uh, you know all those guys are, are very successful in what they do, and they're all very successful at the moment. So it's, uh, it's great yeah. to see one other question here um, that I, that I kind of want to throw in before we get to our, our general reflective questions is uh, you know, you never really understand where you're going to be that next step in your career. You never really know where things are going to go. And uh, I'm sure if you said maybe five, 10 years ago where you would be, it probably wouldn't be where you are now. It just, it's so hard to predict, but uh, maybe looking five, 10 years down the road, uh, where do you think you might be in the game of hockey? And uh, maybe just talk about uh, a certain Pat Burns picture that maybe motivates you in that next step. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, in the next five to 10 years, you know, my goal is, is to make it all the way to the top. And that's the National Hockey League. If, you know, that starts off, you know, the next five years or so, you know, as a development coach in the American Hockey League with an NHL organization, then that's, you know, that's, you know, still lights out for me and I'm one step closer. But, 
the next 10 years for sure, I want to be a, a National Hockey League uh, goaltending coach um, with an organization. And, you know, my main objective and my main motive um, since I was a little boy is, you know, to win the Stanley Cup. You know, that's my lifelong dream. And, um, you know, to get my name engraved in the Stanley Cup and help an organization win it. And, you know, obviously when you're younger, you picture you doing it as the actual goalie in net. Um, and then, you know, when you retire at age of 19, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a different uh, different path with the same result. So for me, it was, um, you know, I, I want to win as a goaltending coach now. And you, know, you still get your name engraved on, on the cup and you're still a part of the team. And, um, you know, you still go through all the ups and downs of a season. And um, it's just as rewarding to me, um, you know, to, to do as a coach, as as a player. So, um, you know, that's where I see myself next five, 10 years. And, you know, I'm not going to stop until I get there. That's, you know, that's one thing that, um know a lot of individuals know that know me is um you know i'm super motivated to uh to achieve my lifelong dream and we only have one life so you gotta you, know, you gotta chase it. and that's what led me all the way out here to Quebec. you know living in uh in whippy ontario growing up and then moving to north bay for the last five years and you know packing my bags to come here on an internship um you know based to the very border of vermont right like um you know it was a big risk at the age of uh, 24 but um, you know, I, I have to do this and, you know, this is my, my lifelong dream and I just want to help an organization win the Stanley cup, um, with something that I'm passionate about, which is goaltending and, you know, something that I was able to do for many years and, um, and still, and still able to do now as a coach. So, um, a little more on that <laughs> Pat Burns picture. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah. So there's a, a Pat, a Pat Burns picture of him on a motorcycle or beside his motorcycle story with the Stanley cup. Um, and it's in the arena on the way out to the rink. Um, and every single day since day one, I've been here because that's, you know, that's what brought me all the way out here, you know, stage one of, uh, getting closer and closer to my dream. Um, every single time I go on the ice and get off the ice, I tap that picture. And, you know, obviously, uh, the coaching staff and other players around, uh, Stan said noticed, uh, me doing that after all the hours on the ice. So, um, you know, uh, the coaching staff gifted me, uh, a big picture of this or a replica picture of, uh, of Pat Burns, um, beside his motorcycle with the uh, with the Stanley Cup so I can bring it with me uh, wherever I go in my hockey career. So kind of a little touch of Stansted um, while uh, hopefully I move up the ranks here. So um, yeah, no, that I can't, that was, that was from uh, Matt Thompson, the head uh, varsity coach and Logan Vanoss, the assistant uh, hockey coach of the varsity team. So, you know, they, I, it's been a pleasure working with them and I'm excited to uh, work with them again next year. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt reached out, and uh, I've talked with him a little bit in the past, so was uh, was interested when he when he brought that up uh, and hearing the the side story to it. But uh, <laughs> you know, having that motivation is great, and having people around you who who understand your goals and and can guide you in different directions is always great as well. And the people at My Hockey Resource, you know, they created a platform to allow you to build that connection base and meet more people in the industry. So uh, if you're looking to talk with video coaches or goaltending coaches and uh, scouts, you know, the multiple positions we've named today. Be sure to check out my hockey resource on Twitter and Instagram and, and get involved in that community. Frank, one of the things we talk about on there, obviously, is resources specifically, uh, books, articles, programs, softwares, conferences, uh, in an extensive list of different things. So, for you personally, what are some of those things that you like to learn from that you can share with listeners? Yeah. So, you know, reading has been a big part of my life actually the last, uh, couple of years especially since the pandemic started you know that was one thing that i want to utilize my time with um you know once we were in lockdown back last march whenever it was um so you know i sat down and and you know really wanted to focus on okay what books will help me in my own personal development but you know also help me as a coach so you know a couple of books to throw around out there and my personal favorites um you know the obstacles the way um by ryan holiday and and also the ego is the enemy by ryan holiday as well those two books you know i could say are life-altering so um you know uh, i can't like you know change my perspective in a lot of things over the last uh, couple of years i'm reading um those books and then you know anything from john gordon you know very positive author um you know really spreads positivity and building those everlasting meaningful relationships so you know a couple names out there you know the carpenter by him the energy bus um, the positive dog, um, you know, a couple of books from him, um, the go giver by Bob Berg and, and John Mann. You know, that was a good book too. Instead of being, you know, a go getter is, you know, you serve first, you know, if you want to see at the table, you got to serve first. Um, so, you know, uh, 
yeah, that's a great book as well. And then, um, you know, obviously in goal magazine, like I mentioned earlier, that's, you know, that for on the coaching side for personal, personal development, it's, uh, you know, it was massive for me and, and, uh, you know, hearing from different goalie coaches and, and, uh, and those articles, even on gear, everything, anything to do with goaltending, that magazine is a great, uh, resource for sure. Um, and then, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts, um, you know, listening to different hockey minds, just like, uh, this one right here, you know, the hockey minds podcast, I'm a listener too. So, um, you know, hearing, uh, you know, different coaches come on in their paths and, you know, taking bits and pieces from their stories and, you know, trying to make it your own and, you know, trying to navigate through your hockey career based on, you know, what other people did to get to where you want to get to. So, you know, that's amazing too. And, um, I was very, I'm very fortunate enough to have such great mentors in my life and, um, you know, we can get into that as well, but, um, I've had like, just, you know, when you're playing career and your coaching career, having these individuals in your life that, you know, make uh chasing the dream that much better and um they just want to help you get there just as bad as you know you want to get there yourself you know having those individuals uh makes the whole journey that much more worthwhile so um you know those individuals have helped me an immense amount and um that's uh you know i, I can mention some names as we go on here but yeah I, I i wouldn't be where i am without them that's for sure and you know where where i'm going to be going you know it's it's uh it's very important to keep those uh those individuals in the back of your uh, in your mind and you know keep in contact with them because uh, I can't thank them enough. Yeah, I, I think um, it's always great to keep those connections, especially those early connections. Like one that I often talk about uh, in interviews is is Rocky Vendetti, and um, you know not a lot of people maybe know him as a, as a big name hockey name, but he owns a sports store in Niagara, and uh, you know myself and and I've heard that people like Kyle Dubas know him well as well, and just learn from him so uh, that's someone that obviously it talks with people very early in their careers in that area but um yeah great resources there frank and uh, maybe now give some uh, some shine some light on some of those mentors who have played a big part in your career and, and kind of guided you through your uh, through your stages thus far yeah like uh, there's that's the one thing about you know your hockey journey and you hear it all the time when you know players and coaches win the stanley cup they ask you know who do you want to thank you know when you get here and there's just too many people to thank along the way, right? And it's the same, you know, on the on the way there. It's there's just so many individuals to thank, you know, from my own playing career, you know, coaches that I've had. Um, and then while you're a coach, you know, the coaches that taken the time to, you know, help build you as a coach, right? And you know, you can never do anything on your own. You know, there's always individuals who help you uh um, you know, get to the next level and help you through that level. Um, and then also family and friends too, you know, like you know, the ones who are in your inner circle and, you know, that you trust more than anything, you, you have to thank them. But on the hockey side of things, you know, some names to throw around, obviously, like, a, like we talked about already, Matt Thompson, Logan Vanoss, um, you know, big, uh, big help uh, this year with Stansted College and, and give me that mobility and that freedom to do what I need to do on the goaltending side of things. Um, you know, they're great people and, and you know, it's, it's great to have a, you know, lunch with them every single day and, and, and talk hockey and, and what we can do to make the program even better. Um, James Ryu, obviously, for giving me the opportunity here, um, the director of hockey operations and the head coach of the junior varsity team. Um, you know, I can't say enough amazing things about him um, as a coach and as a person. Um, and then if you want to get into, you know, my mentors, um, you know, Curtis Sanford um, from the Vancouver Canucks organization. He's been a massive help over the, the last couple of years. I, I met him at the OHL Coaches Conference and you know, we've been in contact since and, um, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, through Zoom calls and phone calls with him. Um, you know, Bill Ramford from the LA Kings, um, Andrew Allen with Seattle Kraken and, um, you know, Jimmy Way from the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, you know, you can go on down the list, you know, guys that I've reached out with and, you know, uh, made connections with and made relationships with um, that have been nothing but supportive and, and amazing throughout my journey. So um, uh, there and then Perry Wilson, too, with the Windsor Spitfires, he's the one that actually um was the first one that uh you know kind of helped really jumpstart my career he's the one that actually helped me get my position here at Stansted so I owe a lot to Perry Wilson um you know taking the time during the beginning of the pandemic you know to sit down and you know we go through video and you know how to mark up video and all those things like um you know just to, for them to take time out of their day and you know the, and and to help um is uh you know I can't I can't thank them enough and um you know, that's a, a very important and then obviously uh you know, your, your friends and family, like I said, uh, I owe a lot to my mom. Like if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't be where I am today as, as a coach or even, you know, being able to play hockey the way that I did um, for all those years as a goalie too. Um, you know, my, uh, my twin sister, 
um victoria and and then uh, obviously you know you, you have your best friends and the one that very stick the one that really sticks out for me is you know warren love day uh he was uh he's been nothing but supportive for me uh throughout this whole process and you know that's who i live with when i go to north bay and you know he's the one that supported me uh you know they come out here to get back and you know he's the one that uh is this you know one phone call away um in any situation so and then lastly obviously uh you know you have to thank your uh your girl too right so you know my girlfriend you know kayla so um you know all the support that she gives me i uh you know it's not easy being uh you know, being a girlfriend of a, of a coach, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of times and like, you know, too, Ryan, right. A lot of times you're, you're staying up late and you're still going through video. You're still doing something. And she's like, what the heck are you like, go to bed. You know what I mean? Just, so, um, you know, you have to thank those individuals too, that, uh, you know, put up with your, uh, with your craziness, I guess you can say. So, uh, you know, and your, and your drive. So those are, uh, those are definitely people I want to thank along the way for sure. No, a great list. And, and, you know, it's never easy with that question. I hear a lot of people uh, kind of after the joke, like saying you should probably avoid that in the future because you always feel like you're missing a name here and there. But uh, I think you did a great job in, in naming off a, a number of people there. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'll say uh, to kind of cover you for those who feel like they might have been left out. Um, you know, there, there's only so much time on a podcast. And uh, I think we can make a full hour show just going over to people that you met and I feel like I could do the same. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's when, you know, you get asked that on the spot, it's, it's tough to remember every single person, but you know that, you know, you appreciate them obviously by taking the time and, you know, you know, having that relationship with them. But, um, but yeah, there's so too many people to thank over the last 24 years of my life. Like it's, and it's just going to yeah. keep growing. That list is going to keep growing for both of us. Right. So um, very important. Yeah. And a, and a great problem to have, but as a final question on the podcast, as I ask everybody, um, maybe looking back in time to yourself looking to get into hockey operations or someone in a similar situation, what's one final piece of advice that you would give in hopes that you would be successful in hockey operations or even goaltending development? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the hockey world's small, um, you know, building those relationships, you know, with, uh, you know, peers that are at the same level as you, even, you know, peers who are trying to get to the level that you're at. And, and then, like I said, you know, individuals who are at the level that you want to get at, you know, building those relationships. And, you know, that's just from, that's through networking, you know, reaching out and, you know, being genuine about what you actually want and, and how you can be at service to them. That's the biggest thing too, is, you know, you don't want to reach out and just ask, ask, ask is, you know, how can I help you? How can I make your life um, easier? Um, and once you do that, you build that relationship and, you know, and, and then when opportunities come up, you know, hopefully you know, your name comes up and, um, and, you know, they, they think of you for that opportunity because of all the time you helped, uh, help them out when they needed to and, and, and vice versa when they helped you out. So, um, definitely networking is, is massive. Um, and then building your resume as, as much as you can. And that's, you know, going to conferences, um, you know, every type of event that you can volunteer at and coach at. Um, do it you know it's long hours you know not not much pay um but that's you know that's the sacrifices you have to make to uh to make it happen um down the line right one day when you look back you know all those t all those uh hours you put in for practically free will be worth it and um you know soon you'll get paid for what you actually do for uh, paid more for the time that you put in right so um it's just a matter of uh loving what you do and, and not worrying so much about the money but you know the experiences and and building your resume and um you know, building the proper mentality as a coach. Um, so then you can make your, your full-time career one day. Yeah. Tremendous advice. Tremendous. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, you, you're lucky to be working in hockey and uh, some people kind of stick in that volunteer role and just make it something they do on the side. And then, um, you know, a select number of people are fortunate enough to make it a full-time career, but it definitely takes a lot of sacrifice, the right connections, and it pretty much takes your full effort. So uh, great advice once again. And Frank, I want to thank you again here for joining me today on the podcast. And uh, we'll definitely hear from you again at the conference. And um, I, I'm sure others have learned as much as I did today. So thank you again. And I wish you all the best moving forward. Yeah, thanks again, Ryan, for having me on. And you know, I look forward to the uh, the Hockey Minds conference in the, you know a couple of weeks here. So um, you know, it'll be an exciting time and it'd be good to hear insight from all a uh, bunch of different coaches from all over the world, right? So um, no, it's exciting times, like I mentioned, and uh, yeah, we'll get after it when uh, when that weekend comes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, thanks again. Take care. Thanks again.
One thing that fans within the game, hockey minds, and players can agree upon is that when done responsibly, there's nothing better at the end of the day than a cold beer that you enjoy for both its taste and its aroma. And this segment of the Hockey Minds podcast is brought to you by Kitty Vitty Brewery. You can visit their tap room now open seven days a week and their new retail location in St. John's, Newfoundland at 16 Harborview Avenue. If you're one of those people who are maybe looking for some more entertainment, somewhere to sit with friends, you can definitely check out their original location in Kitty Vitty, Newfoundland. Join the Kitty Vitty Craft Club at kittyvittybrewery.ca and give them a follow on social media to keep up to date on the latest brew news. If you're not from Newfoundland and not from the East Coast and you want to get involved, definitely follow them on social media and learn more about their beer, which is great for a casual beer drinking fan and also the beer enthusiasts. And stay tuned, because who knows, maybe they'll find their way to get their beer to a location near you. Check out Kitty Vitty Brewery today for more information on their beer, clothing, and all things Kitty Vitty Brewery. I'd like to thank Frank for coming on the podcast and sharing his unique position in the field of goaltending. His outlook on the game is impressive to say the least, and it will be interesting to see where he eventually lands as his abilities grow in the game. If you would like to get in touch with Frank to learn more about his experiences, I encourage you to reach out to him directly, or you can contact HockeyMindsPodcast at Outlook.com, and I can help make that connection for you. Next on the podcast, I'll be joined by Cole Schultz, assistant coach with the Kansas City Mavericks. Cole comes with a background heavily invested in the college game and has a pretty impressive list of mentors to lean on, so stay tuned for that release on this upcoming Wednesday. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening today and for the support you have shown as of late. We continue to grow the brand and should see more and more engagement with listeners, especially with the Hockey Minds Conference now set for late June. As always, stay safe and all the best.